Hold the bar stool. So much to talk about today. Big news coming out of Facebook. Uh, the biggest one being about story bumping, last actor, chronological by actor, and a little rumor floating around that a drink is dead. So we'll have to address that. Also going to get into, uh, I think, a really important post um, I was really excited to, to write this week that was kind of my process for getting relevant page likes. So more than just tips and ad options and things, actual process that you need to follow, I have found that is extremely successful. You should, you should try it out. So we'll get to all that in a minute. Um, real, one more thing before we get there, though. So this week I announced a new webinar. I don't do many of these. This is, a, this is only the second one I've done. The four most powerful Facebook advertising tools marketers aren't using. And uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. This is going to be on August 15th of two separate times, depending on where you're at in time zone and everything else. This is on a Thursday. So just go to johnlimmer.com slash Facebook dash ads dash webinar to register and save your spot because uh, limited availability there. Make sure you get in. All right. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, my friend, it's just you and me. Just you and me. Uh, I've got so much stuff to talk about this week that uh, I'm holding my friends off. And uh, just going to be you and me hanging out at the pub today. Sipping on some brews and talking some Facebook. So um, I'll go first. So I usually ask my guests, hey, what are you drinking? I'll ask myself. Now, there's a little background on this one, at least on the name. I am drinking a mojo. And it could be pronounced moho. I don't know. But it's mojo, spelled M-O-J-O, by Boulder Beer Company. It's an India Pale Ale. And uh, it's some good stuff. So this one's kind of close to my heart. Not because of the beer itself. The beer is fine. But because of the name, um, Mojo. So if you know anything about my past, uh, man, this goes way back now. It, it kind of, you know, a real reason why I'm here today doing this kind of started back in 2001 where I, I had this harebrained idea, I think it was 2001, to start a site. Don't, don't look it up. It doesn't exist anymore. And if it does, someone else owns it and it's a piece of crap. But anyway, it was rotomojo.com. And the whole thought of it was, it was a Facebook, or excuse me, Facebook didn't exist yet, people. It was a fantasy games uh, strategy website. So writing content about uh, you know, how, how you should set your lineup and this and that for fantasy baseball, football, and basketball. It was a lot of fun, um, it was, but it was my early days when I was in the insurance industry trying to find an outlet. But it was actually that that led me to the NBA that led me to all kinds of other stuff. Because back in 2001, 2002, 2003, no one had their own website. You're crazy. So um, so it was considered a big deal, even look, even though looking back, it really wasn't. But anyway, it was called rotomojo.com. And even the beer has something to do with it because at one point, I ended up merging that site with another one. Uh, I kept the domain live. I ended up using it to, for doing beer reviews, which was kind of the most ridiculous. And I think I've talked about this before. A uh, little business plan ever, where I basically just had 
brewery sent me free beer and I reviewed them and I had friends of mine write too. It was awesome. So anyway, a little, a little background on that. Uh, I can give you a little insight into where I've been. Um, so what are you drinking? Uh, if, if, you, if you don't have a beer yet, if you're a beer drinker or wine drinker, pause this thing right now. Go grab yourself a drink. I don't like drinking alone. Cheers. Okay. So, man, I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, probably the most exciting thing. I don't really, most exciting, I don't know. But the, the, the item that most people are talking about is this newsfeed stuff. So on the 6th, I believe that was Tuesday, uh, Facebook had this little press uh, press event where one of the main things they did was kind of shed some light on newsfeed and some tweaks that they're making to the algorithm, that the algorithm formerly known as EdRank, at least that we call EdRank. Um, and a couple of those main tweaks included story bumping and last actor. So I actually wrote a post on this uh, earlier in the week in immediate response to it called Facebook Newsfeed Story Bumping Last Actor and Chronological by Actor. So make sure you check it out. Real life right there. You hear, hear my dog bark in the background. Um, but uh, so a little, little explanation. Story bumping. So... This uh, new feature or tweak or whatever you're going to call it is Facebook kind of evaluated what was going on, uh, users' behavior on Facebook. And they realized that um, though usually you come online on Facebook and you have 1,500 stories to choose from for a given day. right? But typically they'd only scroll down about 50% of the way. And so there are all these stories that they never saw um, that were kind of buried in there. And uh, so what they did is something called story bumping. And they found stories that are a little bit older, that weren't extremely recent, that were still getting a lot of activity. And like, hey, you probably want to see this. And they bump them to the top. Um, So they tested this very small group. I think it was 7,000 users uh, during the month of of uh, July. So 7,000 daily users, and they found a 5% increase in number of comments, likes, and shares on personal posts, and an 8% increase for pages, which we page managers should be really excited about that, right? So that's been rolled out, my understanding, to 99% of web users, and uh, they're about to roll out to mobile. Now, so that that was interesting, and uh, I'm going to get to more on what this all means in a minute. Uh, the next thing they talked about was last actor, which is, let's say, uh, there there are specific people and pages you interact with the most, and excuse me, not the most, but most recently. So what Facebook does is finds those 50 people and pages, and I think it's pages too. Uh, I read it as people, but it would make sense if it includes pages you've interacted with most recently, and um, they, again, sur- surface those more often. Um, so this is based on recency. Um, kind of a recency and affinity combination, right? Hybrid there. So that's last actor. And then finally, something called, and that, and that first of all, that's been rolled out to all, to all users. So if you've noticed any changes in the way newsfeed is displaying to you, that could be it. Um, and the last one was chronological by actor. And this is one I think people are crazily overreacting to, or at least they did in the beginning. I saw some ridiculous headlines and claims and, and whatnot. But uh, I'll get to that in a moment. 
event, occasionally this is something Facebook is testing out. They're considering showing, now, now this isn't, uh, I'm not saying uh, all real-time posts in chronological order, but they're going to find, um, this is the way I interpret it at least, posts, if, if like an individual is doing, and this is an individual who you interact with regularly, and maybe they're getting inter, getting engagement with their posts, um, does a rapid fire posts one after another within a few minutes. Typically, Facebook would have them in all crazy orders that wouldn't make sense. Now what they're going to do is surface those in order for you. Those, those posts from a single user. So that's by actor. So uh, in particular, this is Facebook's, I'm going to say response to Twitter, but Twitter's domination of events. Okay, so this is where it comes into play. We got someone who's at an event doing some live posting, and I can say tweeting, and it it's, doesn't make any sense if it's out of order. Okay, so what does it all mean? Now, this uh, is what people took and ran with, and I thought, and it just made me bang my head against the wall. Um, the the claim was that EdgeRank is dead, that Facebook is killing EdgeRank as a result of this test. It's not live. It's a test. And what's funny is if anyone read uh, what it was that Facebook said in either their new uh, Facebook for Business blog or any of the quotes from that event, they'd know that, number one, they think sorting and ranking is extremely important because of all the information you get. Because not only do you get 1,500 stories every day, they whittle it down to 300 that they want to be most relevant to you. They want to do that. They are not getting rid of that. Um, so, so really, there's this balance that they know that they're, they they want to keep everything relevant to you. But their events, uh, when there are people who relevant are relevant to you, I assume they want to make sure that those are in order, chronological. It doesn't mean stripping away the filter, the sorting, nothing of that nature. There is still an algorithm. Absolutely an algorithm. So whether you call it edge rank or freak rank or whatever you want to call it, I don't care what you call it. It is an algorithm. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, is this a, is the other things are the other things that they reported, uh, which are story bumping and last actor. Is this a big deal? I, I I don't quite get it because if if you had shown me any of these blog posts that I read uh, since this announcement, since this event, and pulled out uh, the, the labels of last actor and chronolo- excuse me, and story bumping, I would think this is old news. I mean, so, so you're telling me that Facebook's algorithm, EdDrink as we call it, um, favors content that's been getting a lot of engagement and pushes it to the top? Yeah, I kind of assumed that was already happening. And you're also saying that Facebook favors the 50 people or pages that users interacted with most recently and pushes those to the top? Yeah, I kind of assumed that was the case too or something similar to it. So now granted, there, there must be some sort of shift here and there, there has to be, uh, and maybe they're putting a greater emphasis on these two things in their algorithm. So maybe it might be a matter of weight, okay? Uh, because clearly Facebook's reporting uh, a difference in behavior in their testing. So there's something different there. But overall, it's just like this, this isn't novel. Uh, it's definitely a tweak. It's, it's not completely new. So, so 
I wasn't even going to write about this, to be honest with you, because my response was basically, eh, uh, except for number one, the, the crazy responses I was getting to it. But number two, I was getting a lot of people asking me, so what do you think? So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll write about it. So that, that's what happened. Um, and really, the third thing that I pulled from all this um, that I think is really important, good development, is Facebook's new transparency. So what they're going to do, this Facebook for Business blog, um, they are going to update us whenever they make a change to their algorithm. And uh, so hopefully this won't be for anyone to game it. I'm guessing they're still going to be very careful about how they do this. Because even with all this talk, they, they're still, they still keep a lot under wraps. They do. We don't know exactly how all these things work, work together and where the weights are and this and that. Um, so it's good to keep some of that secret. Otherwise, you have these idiots who, who take advantage of it and spoil it for everybody else. Um, but they're, they're going to be updating us whenever they make a change and, and, and what that change is. And I think that's, that's awesome. So um, I appreciate it. And I think and it'll be interesting to see how everyone else reacts to it. So uh, that was the news of the day or of the week. Raise a bottle. Cheers. Oh, good old mojo. All right. So, an another post I wrote earlier in the week, I think it was Monday, that I had a lot of fun doing because and it was one of those that just came together because I've been telling people the same thing re recently. Not only that, I've been applying it myself. I'm like, you know what? I've assembled a process here that needs to be told, and it works. Um, because, look, Facebook is constantly evolving how you succeed is constantly evolving. So I'll be the first to admit, much of the tutorials I throw out there is very strict step-by-step uh, -step how to, um, just uh, in general, how you do something. And uh, tactics and, and, and general things like that. But not a, not a true blown out process. Like first, do this, then do that, then apply that to this. And um, that's why I was so excited to do this because I've seen some really good success for myself and for, for others. So, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm ramping up my, my campaigns right now um, to take advantage of it. So, if you haven't read the post, make sure you do. It's the secret process to increasing Facebook likes. Now, let me step you through it. Um, there are several steps to it. I'm going to to try to keep it as brief as possible, but I want to I want you to understand where this is coming from. Um, I think the 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 revelation for me has been graph search and how powerful that is in this process. I had written a post I don't know, a month ago or so about how graph search can help you learn about your fans, and at the time. I thought it was pretty cool. I hadn't yet really truly applied it to what I was doing. But oh man, the results I'm seeing with this are pretty awesome. So you should have graph search, especially if you're in the US now. And um, because I believe that's rolled out entirely or that rollout, rollout is in process uh, is what I've read. But um, within graph search, I, I ran a, a, a search like this. It was pages liked by people who like John Loomer Digital and Mari Smith. So I start with a page that I feel like um, has very, is, is very popular with common goals and should have a similar audience. So I want to find that overlap. 
So that gives me a, a, a few pages of pages, right, of results. And I take just the first page results, and then I repeat this over and over and over, and then do pages like by people who like John Limmer Digital and Social Media Examiner, pages like by people who like John Limmer Digital and Amy Porterfield, on and on and on. So, so that's where I started. And then the next step was the favorite interests. So this, these are the broader things where it's not like a, a brand page, but an interest page was created. I guess it's probably technically a community page. But uh, so th these are the, again, things would be in your profile. And some of them are really, really popular. So favorite interests of people who like John Limmer Digital and Mari Smith. And then I do the same thing again, over and over and over. And what you find is a lot of stuff is too broad or doesn't apply. But again, I made note of the things that make sense here. So for the, I think social media marketing was one, for example. But there was a very popular social media marketing interest that I could focus on. So I made this long list of all these pages. I said long, it wasn't that. It was like 20 or so of pages and interests. Um that kind of make up who I feel like my ideal audience is. Okay? Really, really important. And then step two, which you got to do. I, I was really late to the, to the show on this one. Create a saved audience in Power Editor. It saves so much time. All right? So I go into Power Editor, create a saved audience. So, so then whenever you create an ad, you can just uh, automatically select that audience and it pre-fills everything for you as far as what your targeting is. So here, there's some keys here. So it's precise interests, all right? So for me, and, and granted, probably 90 to 95% of these pages and interests come up. I don't know why Power Editor doesn't pull up everything. And I know it's the same as self-serve ad tool. I suspect it has something to do with that individual page's settings, but I'm not sure, okay? But anyway, um, I end up targeting my precise interests, Mari Smith, Social Fresh, Social Media Examiner, AllFacebook.com, HubSpot, Mashable, on and on and on, okay? And uh, internet marketing, entrepreneurship, marketing were a few of the uh, special interests, okay? Now, important part here of this is I did not include the hashtag. So you can do hashtag internet marketing, hashtag marketing, hashtag Mari Smith, and that's when... Facebook can uh, can target anyone who has mentioned anything that's connected, related to, to, to that. I did not want that. I wanted to be as pinpoint accurate as possible. Okay, So I listed as many relevant uh, pages as I could based on my results and created this saved audience. And then uh, within that saved audience, I kept it very broad, age 20 and over, men and women, and I targeted my sweet spot of countries of the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, Portugal, and Brazil. Okay? Now, I do that based on what I see in my insights of, um, it's, it's one of the sections where it's, I think it's people. And it's um, who, where your fans are from, the people you reach, and the people who engage with your content, where they're all from. I tend to care most about who engages with my stuff. So, I think that's my top six. So that's number two, and my, my mouth's getting dry. How about a quick drink? Raise a glass. Cheers. It's really hard when I'm doing this all by myself. I, I can't drink while the other person's talking. You can't let me talk so much. So, all right, so create, number three is create a lookalike audience. So we've done all, you know, we've, we've found the 
overlap, with similar pages and interests, create a saved audience, set that aside. We're going to use that. Um, just give me a minute. Number three, create a lookalike audience. Last week on this show, I had Andrew Foxwell, and he's from PPC Associates. And he, they, they've noticed all kinds of things. They have a bunch of clients, and they run a ton of ads. And he was telling me how much success he's had with lookalike audiences. And I thought that was really interesting. He was like, you know, I haven't seen that much. Uh, and I, so I've kind of neglected him. But based on what he was saying, I think a big reason for that was that I wasn't trusting these lookalike audiences. So I was uploading my custom audience, which is my customer list, my offline customer list. And then I say, hey, Facebook, create a lookalike audience of users who are similar to those. All right? So Facebook would do that. And then I would say, okay, now I'm going to target only the people within that lookalike audience, but people who are these ages, female, live in these countries, uh, have these interests, on, on, on. so I didn't trust it. And based on what Andrew told me, I should have trusted it. I should have gone out broad. So um, that is something that I've been experimenting with. So anyway, um, number three is create a lookalike audience. And uh, we are going to use that and we're going to go broad. Okay, so put it aside. Now, number four. This is, this is an awesome list, man. You, you got to do this. Number four, create a page-like sponsored story or create several of them actually is what I've done. Um, there are two different campaigns in particular, but you should consider creating more than that. Um, but, but with two different goals. The first is around the similar pages and interests. Uh, so basically that um, that uh, saved audience that we created before and then that lookalike audience. And actually that would be several lookalike audiences probably because I create one for each country because you can't uh, create one that has a bunch of countries in it. Okay. And then create these sponsored stories uh, with Empower Editor, please. Um, and and keep those and just create like one ad uh, within, within each campaign. Keep it really, really broad. So what I do, my settings, placement is all Facebook, just those main six countries, ages 20 and up, both genders, connections, users who are not already connected to John Loomer Digital. It's automatically going to be shown to people uh, who, who, uh, who are friends of fans, okay, because that's what makes up a sponsored story. And then uh, for everything else, you know, I just went with the defaults, really, um, now, for the lookalike audience, I include all six audiences that I created based on country. And then, um, you know, you have to run with those sponsored stories and set out a budget that's high enough and for long enough so you can learn from those results and optimize with those Facebook ad reports. So that's why we go out broad. You see what's working with those ad reports and then you optimize as opposed to the other way around, which is what I was doing before. I, just, I thought I knew Facebook better than Facebook did, and I tried to optimize out of the gate, and that's not always effective. All right, another quick break. Cheers. Okay, number five, create a light-gated offer. Um, you know, the, the example, I, I'm doing a couple of these right now, actually. One is for my new webinar, which is on August 15th. I hope you sign up. And... Um, the other is for my free ebook that I did with Shortstack. And um, so what I'm doing there is uh, you know, I create a kind of a, what it's called a standard ad, I guess, that's driving people to either a tab or a landing page. 
So in the case of the webinar, I haven't created a Facebook tab yet for it. So that's going to an external landing page to register for my event. In the case of the ebook, I'm driving to a light gated um, Facebook tab. So for the webinar, I guess that one's not so much increasing likes, so it's a bad example. But for the ebook, that one is light gated. So you need to like my page in exchange for getting the ebook. You don't even need to provide email address, like my page, download. That's it. Okay. Um, so that's number five. And then, as I was alluding to before, number six is use Facebook ad reports to optimize. So you went out really, really broad to start. And then now what you should do is um, you use those ad reports and within the data breakdown setting. So you should, first of all, it's really simple, the, the columns you should be focused on, right? Um, you should be focusing on the uh, on likes, page likes, cost per page like, frequency is definitely something I would look at, and, um, oh, spend. Spend is something I would look at, okay? And then within the data breakdowns, you'll have to create separate reports for each of these, but look at age and gender for one, country for another, and placement for, for the other. So within those, you can start real figuring out, you know, once you've spent enough, uh, so you don't have really small sample size, which ages and genders work best. Then you can look at which countries work best. What, when I say work best, what's the lowest cost per page like? Um, particularly if, you know, you have enough page likes to get much of a gauge. And the same thing with placement, you know, is it, and I've been really surprised. I was like, I feel like the problem that people like us have sometimes is we think we know Facebook uh, better than we do. And we go out with these preconceived expectations. So often I would just go out, boom, blast them with newsfeed. But what I'm finding is I'm getting, uh, for a lot of these ads, better cost per like on the sidebar right now. And that's been kind of blowing my mind. So that's something to look at. And I've just begun to start optimizing, just begun to start. That's kind of a uh, kind of uh, overkill there, but to optimize these things. And what I've found so far is that um, my spend on likes uh, as with, with my best ads, we're looking at something that's closer to 20 to 25 cents. And how, how possible that is really depends on your industry and how well-known your brand is, barrier to entry, all these things. Because some people yell at me like, oh, that's nothing. I get five cents per like, and maybe it's actually relevant, or maybe you're targeting countries that have a bunch of spam bots. But um, but other people may look at me like, you're crazy, I, I can't get under a dollar. But you know, maybe it just depends on your industry too and how well-known you are, um, that all those things influence it. So. That's why I wouldn't say go out looking for a specific uh, cost per like, uh, like a global universal cost per like that works because it's different. Uh, but yeah, what, what interesting I found, and I noted this in my post, was that the UK is crazy. Like I always thought UK was more expensive along with the US and Canada. I, I was getting 14 cents per like on those similar pages and in interests. You know, when we did ran that... Uh, graph search and did the saved audience. I was getting 14 cents per like within the UK. And that same group was getting me 22 cents per like with that ebook giveaway. So 
really, really interesting stuff. Um, so I wrote this blog post so that I could give you a process that you can try. Oh man, I would love it. I'd be honored if you tried it yourself. Set aside a couple weeks. Let me know what results you're seeing. I hope I hope they're awesome. Hope they're awesome. So go ahead and try that out. Last call. It's last call, my friends. I've asked our bartender, who appears to be my dog, for the bill. So I'll take care of you this time. Man, it feels like I'm, I'm covering my guests every single week. And when I've got uh, a few thousand guests, that makes it a little expensive. But um, just promise to get me next time. Um, just a reminder of a few things that I want you to check out. So make sure you check out these, these blog posts I wrote because they're... And I don't want to brag, but these are, I think, two of my more important posts I've written in a while. And th that'll be in the show notes. Um, that webinar, please, please, please save a spot. If you're, if you're in my uh, Facebook Power Editor training course program as well, this will be really helpful to you too. Um, and I'll get to that in a minute. Because uh, so, there's going to be a Q&A in there as well. I'm going to talk about my four favorite uh, tools that not enough people are using. I won't talk about what those are right now. But uh, actually, if you go to that landing page, you'll learn what they are and what we're going to talk about. But finally, um, so this, this uh, Power Editor training course. So it's FB Marketing Advanced University Power Editor is my new training course. And it has blown up. Oh, I've gotten so much awesome response to it. Really, really appreciate it. Um, so here's the thing. It's taken me, and for anyone who signed up, Thank you for your patience. So <laughs> this is my first program, my first uh, training course. And it has taken me longer than I expected to, and this is, I should have expected this, to create all the lessons. And there are a ton of them. So you should probably be happy in a way that it's taking me this long because I'm putting a lot of time into it. Um, sections one and two are done. These are both pretty introductory. Um, I'm in process of completing section three right now. I hope to have that done by the time this podcast goes live. And then uh, by the end, by the time the webinar goes up, I hope the whole shebang is done. Okay, um, that's that's the plan. So, but that said, until it's all done, it's still going to be seventy three fifty, seventy three dollars and fifty cents, which is half off. And I've talked about this before, how I think this is ridiculous uh, giving it away, um, but it is because you can talk to me for forty five minutes for one hundred forty seven dollars which I'm not saying don't do that, but or you could learn all power editor at your pace for half that. So it's kind of crazy. But um, there's a really good reason to give you some business uh, decisions behind that while I'm doing that. It's my first course. So first of all, I know it's not going to be perfect. And second of all, I need to kind of uh, get a pipeline of people willing, willing to pay for these things. So uh, I don't want to go too high. I definitely don't want to go too low. And I don't think I am. So... So anyway, I think this is a happy medium. Um, very, very valuable. I think you're going to love it. If you have any, any, any questions at all, just drop me an email at john at johnlewin.com. All right? So thank you so much for being my guest today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Otherwise, I hope you join me at the pub again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.